This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Colosso Soprano. Go! The premier destination for soccer talk with Emmy Award winning play-by-play man Dan Dibley. Squirt! And international soccer savant Rick Tittle. Work it, work it. Let's kick it off. Well, here we are, episode number three of Golazo Supremo, Golazo Supremo, Golazo, Lazo, Lazo, Aso, Aso, Aso. Muy bueno. Thank you, Dan Dibley and Rick Hill. <laughs> Golazo Supremo, and we are doing it live at halftime of the Carabao Cup. And Rick, we should cut right to the chase. My Chelsea Blues up 2 0 in the second leg, 2 1 aggregate. How do you feel right now with the Spurs maybe losing one of your four precious competitions? Well, yes, fighting on four fronts, and uh, it's uh, it's not looking good with no firepower up front whatsoever. But I would like to say that ESPN Plus sucks. That's the only place you can get it, and I'm just, as we're sitting here, I'm trying to get it on my phone. I've already bought it, and I just opened it, and it said, thank you for starting another $7.99 free trial. Nice. Same email and everything. But this is the thing when it's only on the internet, but whatever. I'm not going to complain about it. Uh, yeah, we're, we're doing this live. We're watching the match together. And uh, this is something also why I'm proud to be an American because if we were in England, you couldn't have a Chelsea and a Tottenham fam in the same room. Right. It'd be like putting right. a, yeah, a, a lion and a tiger in a cage. And I'm not as passionate about Chelsea as you are about Tottenham, so mm. I'm almost playing the foil role. We are a Chelsea household. I was telling you uh, in the first half here, with Chelsea up 2-0, by the way, in the second leg. I don't know if I mentioned that live from Stanford <laughs> Bridge. 2-1 but aggregate. 2-1 ag, as we like to say. But my son got a Chelsea wallet, a Chelsea beanie, a Chelsea t-shirt, all for Christmas from Santa Claus. Not me, uh, from another Santa that, that we know. The OG <laughs> Santa Claus. So Father Christmas. Yes, indeed. And Mother Christmas, maybe, depending <laughs> on which way you want to go. So that's kind of how we roll. Non-binary Santa. Yes, exactly. Got, we got to be careful now. No pronouns for your Santa exactly. these days. Gender-free Santa here in 2019. Well, when uh, when Abramovich came in, um, there were a lot of new Chelsea fans. And, and that's, listen, I understand why people are Chelsea fans because they were front and center. They were winning. It's a lot of reason why people are becoming Liverpool fans now. There's a lot of actually Tottenham fans. I never knew another Tottenham fan in my life. And a guy we work with said he's been a Tottenham fan for two years. Yeah, two long years, right? So, uh, <laughs> well, whatever it takes. Um, it's I like it when the sport is growing, you know. And um, I, I at one point had to become a Tottenham fan in the in the late eighties. It, it had to happen. So I'm not going to act like I was born with it. We right, to, right. we weren't we weren't exposed. We didn't know. And this is why with this podcast, where we're, we we like to tell our little stories. And and I. Uh, have had a uh, a lot of experiences with the beautiful game, and we like to share those. Yes, up in five minutes, we get your story of Coventry City and their old ground. Let's do that. In the stadium. So that'll be up in five minutes. But uh, in the short term, the story we do need to talk about, it's really sad news from the Premier League this week as uh, tragedy struck 
Cardiff City, just fresh off of a transfer, Emiliano Sala, on his way to the club to join the Premier League and fulfill a dream. His plane lost, and he's now assumed to be dead, Rick. It's a horrible story. Uh, 15 million quid, their all-time record signing, but the, the owner sent his own plane, a, a Malibu. I actually looked it up. It's got one prop in the front. Looks like it seats about, I don't know, maybe about eight people. He sends his pilot to Nantes. That the kid says his goodbyes to everything. Think about how excited he is to play in the biggest league in the world to help a team avoid relegation. Um, and then the plane is lost over the Thames. And I know that the uh, the Guernsey, some of the other Channel Islands, they tried to get out there and rescue him. It was like 10 p.m. at night. The channel, even on its nicest day, is rough. I've crossed it many times. Um, it's just about as tragic as it can get, especially when you consider um, this kid's dream coming true in the process, turning into the worst nightmare ever. Without a doubt, next week on the 29th when they're at Arsenal, there will be a moment of silence and there will be some sort of remembrance for the young man who never had a chance to put on the card of kit. So just terrible news, but we had to get to it because... Yeah, it's the number one story. And then, yes. of course, did you see the picture that uh, Cristiano Ronaldo put out? I didn't. Yeah, so he had to fly back to Madrid. Um, he got out of uh, his uh, prison sentence with a 21.8, I think, million euro fine and a two-year suspended sentence. And he there was a picture picture of him taking a selfie, which is weird, on his private jet with the biggest smile on his face ever, like, freedom, baby, I don't have to go to jail on the exact same day. And I know Gary Lineker, who's my favorite soccer player ever, said, this is not the day for this picture. Right. Just so out of touch. Just tone deaf would be the, yeah, uh, right. would be the word there. Mm -hmm. to absolutely tone deaf. Of course, the Premier League is off for the next five days. By the way, so. I have to interrupt you. You have a Juve hat on, speaking of yes. Cristiano Ronaldo. I just noticed that. Yeah. I've had the Juve hat now for probably three or four years. I'm a big beanie guy, yeah. considering I don't have the same luxurious, luscious head of hair that you have. I paid a lot for this imported yak hair. You must have. That, yeah. That's got to be six figures worth of hair. The color, Bigfoot chestnut. It's incredible is what it is. Yes. Call it what you will, but uh, what I have is called balding, so you tend to wear uh, helmets. God, uh, sorry to interrupt. I no, just, no, no, no. Okay. It's a podcast. Yes. Sure. Interrupt away. And I was, Swear all you want. I was just... F yeah, Rick. Not much of a cop. No, I want the I want the kids. Yeah, yeah you gotta, you gotta have class. Absolutely, you right. gotta keep it uh, as PG thirteen as possible. Yes. No Premier League action this weekend because we do have the Cup going on. Carabao Cup right now. We're at the half. We'll update you as we go, just to kind of set the mood for Rick's Rick's uh, sort of tenor, his mood as Tottenham is in a little bit of trouble right now. Two one aggregate at the half. But the other semifinal, Rick, and the Carabao Cup. I I have to take some. Some umbrage with Man City winning ten nothing on aggregate. Is it really a great cup if you've got one side that is so overmatched? A uh, a first division team, so third division in England, League One, they come in and just get absolutely trampled. Do we really need a competition where one team can win ten nothing aggregate? Is it really a competition at all? Well, of course, that's not a great commercial for it. Um, I do love the fact, and by the way, we have FA Cup this weekend, by the way. Uh, fourth round action. Yes, fourth round action. Uh, Tottenham will be uh, at uh, Selhurst Park, by the way, taking on Crystal Palace. But we will, um, uh, the thing about the League Cup, I should say, England is the only country with two domestic cups that run concurrently. The FA Cup is open to all non-league teams as well. In fact, the 
third round of the FA Cup is actually the eighth round if you really want to get to the nitty-gritty with all those other teams fighting amongst themselves. It's kind of like the World Cup. Like, Vanuatu will play Guam. Of course. But you don't hear about it until we get to the finals. Uh, both teams <laughs> could, by the way, give a run to the U.S. team. But uh, <laughs> more on that coming right, up with here Greg in 10 Berhalter. minutes. Greg yes. uh, But the thing is, is I, I love the fact that, that for me for a long time, especially as a Tottenham fan, the League Cup was a way into Europe. It was a way to get into the UEFA Cup. And if you won the FA Cup, you were in the Cup Winners' Cup. And some years ago, they combined the Cup Winners' Cup and UEFA Cup into the Europa League just as the Champions League stopped just being champions. It was teams that, uh, depending on your country, some countries still only get their champion, but some countries like England, they, they get uh, four teams that are in sometimes. So um, it's changed sponsorships over the world, the, the years, the milk, the Rumbelows, the Coca-Cola, the Carabao as it is now, which is a, a Southeast Asian energy drink with a oxen skull on it or whatever. It doesn't look very quenching to me, but um, I like the League Cup. I like the fact that a Burton Albion can get there. But, Dan, the reason a Burton Albion got that far is, unfortunately, since it's not a highly revenue-producing cup, most teams put their reserve teams out there. They'll put their youth teams out there. They're trying to save themselves to either avoid relegation or to maybe make a run at Europe. And top five get in. Of course, the fifth spot goes to the Europa League. So unless you are like an Everton um, you're not going to put out a full squad, which doesn't put you in good stead. I think any time you can get silverware, you have to take it. Yet the the silverware is not really worth that much, in my opinion, because it is a cup. It's the watered-down Carabao Cup that has, you know, Man City doing it with its second team against a league, you know, first division team. You're still going to be able to advance. That I, I will say this is a little bit of an aberration. You usually don't have a team like Burton Albion making it all the way with its giant killing, as they call it back there. I've always loved the League Cup because it used to be much, much bigger than, than it is now. It's been, like I said, it's been a little bit watered down. I think it's because I still hold it in high esteem. I can tell you the times Tottenham have won it. Uh, and it was just, it's a, it's a doorway into Europe. So I'm always surprised that some of these middling teams, like that's your one chance to get into the Europa League and you're not going to go all out. But you know, as I said, if, if squads aren't deep, they might just save themselves for the Prem. In both of these squads playing today in the Carabao Cup semifinal, Chelsea and Tottenham will play on Sunday in the FA Cup against fairly formidable competition. So you can't help but imagine that in Sunday's matches, they won't play the full complement, knowing that you've got games again coming up on either Tuesday or Wednesday. Chelsea plays Wednesday. Tottenham, in fact, will play on Wednesday as well. So for the Spurs... They play today, Thursday, then they play Sunday, then they play Wednesday. Three matches in seven days. Does that do anything to help the product, or does it only water down and wear down what all these sides have to offer? Well, since they've been alive in every competition, it hasn't watered it down at all because they've been fantastic. And this is why you need a lot of depth. And you mentioned Man City. You can talk about Arsenal. You can talk about um, Tottenham to a certain extent, not as much because they didn't buy anyone in the summer. But a lot of these teams have two two full teams of internationals, you know, that it's, it's two full teams. And by the way, Chelsea playing uh, Sheffield Wednesday, shout out to the Owls and our boy, Johnny Harks, nice. still the greatest goal in history. I think scored at the old baseball ground against an aging Peter Shilton of Derby County. Um, I actually, that's the only other Jersey I own outside of Tottenham is after that goal, because of Harksy, I did want one Sheffield Wednesday Jersey. And I always feel like Sheffield, by the way, I love the history of soccer, how, the reason they're, they're called Sheffield Wednesday was those were the miners 
whose day off was Wednesday. Wow. So that was the day they would play. That was the day they would play. Sheffield Wednesday. And, of course, you have the Blades, Sheffield United. So showing that Sheffield is actually not United, like Manchester. But <laughs> United, the Blades at Bramall Lane, they would play on Saturdays. Fascinating story. Rick Tittle, Dan Dibley here, Golasso Supremo. Coming up in just two or three minutes, we will get the Coventry City story. But first, I do want to run down some of these English FA Cup games because, yeah. of course, none of them are on television. But if you're up early on Saturday and you want to get your ESPN Plus on, as you and I now are doing, because it's really the only way to access these games, then you can go ahead and do it. One interesting game for me, it's a battle of the Albions, Rick. <laughs> Brighton and Hove Albion against West Bromwich Albion. Which Albion do you prefer in that fourth round F or the third round FA Cup match? Well, it's it's funny because I have a friend who's from the black country, and um, West Brom is the team. If, if you're a Brummie, if you're in the second city, you're probably a Villa fan. You might be a Birmingham City fan. Otherwise, you follow the Baggies at the Hawthorns, West Brom, WBA, whatever you want to call them. Um, I have a sort of a soft spot in my heart. But then again, Brighton, and, I remember when uh, Gustavo Poya became manager at uh, Brighton, I sort of uh, root for them as well. South Coast team, sunny, maybe five days a year. Ouch. <laughs> Down there. But uh, yeah, Albion, of course, being the Latin lyrical name for, for England. I like it. It's sort of like Borussia, the Latin for Prussia. Okay. As they throw in there. Very so, nice. Like you, Borussia Mönchengladbach. Exactly. And Borussia Dortmund. And yeah. uh, Man City is taking on Burnley. That's an interesting matchup. Man City seemingly getting things back into high gear. You've got Newcastle. And by the way, I'll throw something about that match. You might remember in the in-betweeners when Will said, I like football, but Burnley can F off. Nice. Because he was on the bus where the Burnley fans were too loud. Okay. That always strikes me when I think about Burnley. Always hilarious. <laughs> Man City, always a fun team to watch. You've got uh, Newcastle and Watford. QPR, former Premier League team, is at Portsmouth. And- I've been to the Watford ground, Vicarage Road. I've also been to CQPR, where they also... That's right by the Beeb, by the way. Shepherd's Bush, where the BBC is. Okay. I sat in the South Africa stand, but at that time, it was a lower division game, and Brad Friedel was the goalie for Blackburn the that Brad day. Brad Friedel. And a young man who Tottenham had sold to the Super Hoops, Rangers, was a young Peter Crouch, who was playing in that game, of course, very tall. Where is he now? Is uh, he he's, still... He was... Uh, oh, my gosh. I thought he was retired, but then I saw him pop up. I thought I saw up, him on Stoke a couple with like, years yeah, ago. Yeah, Stoke City, someone was going to say Sunderland, or he popped up the other day. But one little quick story yes, here. Stoke City and the Championship Club. Good knowledge. Yeah, I looked it up, so it's Fair. actually not knowledgeable. No, that is good. that's still good. Second half is underway, by the way, in the Carabao Cup. We'll keep you updated. And by you, I mean just you, because everyone <laughs> who is hearing this, this is way old. already knows the result. It's old but, as, yeah, old fish. Yes, but Coventry City. Rick, tell me a story, won't you? It's, let it's me just, story time. Let me just go one more time here. This is going to turn into a five-hour podcast. Okay, up in, up in 60 seconds, the Coventry <laughs> City story. As I, the QPR I story. three times. Stanley Bowles, who is one of the most the greatest characters in the history of soccer, I read his autobiography, when he played for Rangers, in his full kit at halftime, he would go down to the dogs and take a punt. He would bet on dog racing at halftime and then no run way. and then run back to the game. Full kit. Full kit. And that's when QPR was a very in the seventies, that was where like the cool guys played. If you were a chick, you wanted a guy who played for QPR. For QPR. Yeah. Okay. Or should I say a bud? Nice. All right. So Coventry City, uh, the the team that would never be relegated, the Sky Blues, until Gordon Strachan took them down. Um, this was uh, 2003. I went to an FA Cup 
uh, match. It was 2002, FA Cup match at Highfield Road where Coventry was. And I had had a press credential, being that I wrote for European Soccer Weekly. And I didn't know if they had a press box or not. And the guy said they have a press tea room. So I went to the press tea room, which was literally a closet, and there was a guy who was 100 years old, and he goes, would you like some tea? It's really for just tea. Yeah, would you like some tea? It was like one guy with one pot. So what they had in the first row, they had one of those folding desks for your seat like you're right, in grammar right. school, and it was too tight, so I left. But I, I remember Coven, this is probably why they tore down Highfield Road. I went to the restroom, and I'm not kidding. People in third world countries might even laugh at this, but there was a brick wall. That was the urinal. <laughs> Everyone, you talk about backsplash. Everyone urinated against a brick wall. Wow. And this was, yeah. And so, you know, I, but you don't want to feel like some sort of like, you know, dirty American, like, where's my toilet? You know, you just get on with it. But, uh, yeah, apparently that wasn't a great story about urinating against a brick no, wall. No, it's great. But this was an it's FA right Cup match. I remember uh, Darren Anderton scoring in that I'm game looking at the, the pictures of it. Opened in 1899, <laughs> demolished in 2006. And uh, to say it is in somewhat of an industrial neighborhood is to underrate just what industrial neighborhoods look like. That's one of the only times... Uh, that uh, outside when I was in Europe by myself, 18 and 19, that I was actually a little bit scared because I left to go to the train station and like a dummy, I went the wrong way. And I, was, I had a briefcase and I was walking down these streets that you literally would think a neutron bomb had hit. So the buildings were intact, but the people were dead. And then some cars kind of following me slowly. The only other time I was that stupid is when I tried to leave Tottenham and I walked through Edmonton. The real Edmonton, Ooh. which is all council I was going to say, it's a long way to Canada from uh, <laughs> from where you were. And I'll never forget, there was a um, a PC, a police constable, a woman, and she saw me, and she's like, what are you doing it? You Should, do her really well. She shouldn't be here at all. Should you? Should you? I'm like, yeah. That's what the British do. They get that little extra thing in there. It's almost like the uh, English uptick as we uh, channel the morning show with our uptick bid. Uptick. When you finish the sentence, on an uptick. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's one of the go-tos. Well, you're never up uh, between <laughs> 6 and 10. You probably rise about 10.30, have your tea. No, I, and I'm then... on the air with my shindig at 9. That's why. Yeah, so on the way in, you, you, know, you my couldn't pre-show, listen to your boy? My pre-show meetings wow. are just, you know, I got to get there at 4 a.m. With, sure, sure. With Cody. He I gives get that. Me, Cody gives me a rundown. Then he gets to you. Rick Tittle, Dan Dibley, it's <laughs> Golasso Supremo as I try to move beyond the awkwardness of Rick not <laughs> listening to me despite my 20-year run. That's 20-year run. On Bay Area Radio. Now I know what Kerry Keating was saying, because when we were doing the Warriors playoffs, he kept talking about upticks. Nice. So he knew. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> the classic uptick. <laughs> uh, still 2-1, by the way. Your Spurs still down. Wait, wait. Oh, you mean aggregate. Aggregate, okay. of course. I, right. yeah, I didn't mean to okay. pump fake you like that. Uh, we should talk about Chelsea and uh, the, the transfer window, mm. as the January transfers are just about closed, and the idea of Gonzalo Higuain. How much does he help Chelsea for the final 16 or so games in the Prem? Well, I don't think that that was probably their most pressing need, but he's fantastic. Gonzalo Higuain, he was the guy that actually scored the goal that knocked Tottenham out of the Champions League last year. He's an Argentine mainstay. Uh, I'm jealous. When I saw that, um, and it was all kind of last minute because I didn't hear too many rumors, and then I heard that they hadn't signed him in time to play in this game. And I'm thinking, wait, Chelsea got Gonzalo Higuain? I'm like, wow. So, I'm, yeah, I'm jealous. Yeah, jealous indeed. What Check is it, your three, feed. 3 nothing. I, I paid $70.99. I can't even get it on my phone. Oh, well. 3 nothing. This just in. Uh, Lorente, two L's but one goal. 
Wow. As the Spurs, yeah, come on over, Ricky T. Here it is. Lorente from about 40 yards goes out wide to my guy, Danny Rose. Rose and in swinger. And wow, top of the head. Just spectacular. That's not my yard. That's not my ante. That's your ante. Yeah, scored it with the top of the crown, the crown of the head. It is now 2 1, 2 2. Aggregate, Rick, your thoughts. Well, listen, Yorente has just taken up space, so uh, it's about time he scored. He got an own goal the other day, too. So, uh, But that's the thing about strikers. They should stay out of the box. They always say they hear the jungle drums, the red mist descends, and they just score. Oh, wait, that's my goal. They can't help themselves. No. Yeah. So a big goal there for Tottenham as we are now. Llorente in the 50th minute. So Llorente. Not my Llorente. No, no, Llorente. 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 Did I say Llorente? That's eh, all right. Anglicized. It's your yeah. I got an anglicized. And by the way, if we're correcting, since we're doing it now, the Spurs is a basketball team. It's just Spurs. Just Spurs? Spurs. 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 I prefer Tottenham. <laughs> I do too, uh, actually. As we have a near goal there. What? Uh, the meaty French forehead of Olivier Giroud in the near uh, side. Giroud but... always scores against Tottenham. People are thinking, what kind of setup do you have? We're actually set up like a studio that you're at the controls. Yes. You have the mixer. You have a computer. You have the game up. And then I'm looking at you looking at that. Yes, it's like yeah. I'm in the Premier League and you've been relegated <laughs> to the championship division. It's a certain sense of relegation here. Yes. Let's turn our attention to uh, Ligue 1. And Le Championnat de Francais. Up in three minutes, I'll tell you my story about going to a game in Ligue 2. Oh. Which uh, is kind of like your story of getting lost when oh. you went the wrong way. Hot Shots Part 2? Uh, yes, so to speak. <laughs> Actually, that was one of the first dates I went on with my uh, current wife. Wow. Hot Shots Part 2, but nice. that's neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. Monaco suspending Thierry Henry. The expectation or expectation is that uh, he will be sacked sometime in the near days. How hard is it for star players to become good coaches? Well, I mean, you can look at uh, Jurgen uh, Klinsman, Rudy Fuller, guys. Zizou. Hey, you look at Z- yeah, you look at Zinedine Zidane. Look what he did with Real Madrid. Sometimes I don't even know if it's the coach or or not. It used to be. It's funny. Twenty years ago, you needed your badges. You know, now we don't need your stinking badges. No stinking badges. I remember when uh, Newcastle hired uh, Glenn. Rotor and he didn't have his badges. There was an outrage for people who go to years and years of school to get their proper uh, UEFA badges. Now you can hire whoever you want. But it's funny you bring up Thierry Henry because, you know, with Saints fans saying they want to replay and they want Goodell to initiate this. Can you imagine him calling Kroenke saying, you didn't win? Right. That'll never happen. No chance. But this is the same thing happened in the playoff between uh, the Republic and France when... Um, Thierry Henry handled the ball back into the box so France could score and knocking out uh, Ireland. And remember, the Irish people said if Thierry Henry was a gentleman, he would admit it. And like, well, even if he did, what's going to happen? So that when I think of Thierry Henry, he's pure class. He's part of the Invincibles. He was part of the first ever uh, Premier League team that didn't feature an Englishman uh, when Wenger had things going at Highbury. But he's a great player. But yeah, as a coach, he's completely inexperienced outside of Helping out. He was an assistant coach with Belgium. Right. 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 Yeah. And they uh, took a 5 1 loss against Strasbourg recently, which ultimately was uh, the, the, the loss that led to what appears to be his sacking, although not formal yet. He has been suspended, which is normally the precursor to one being sacked. By the way, if you do get to France, go to Alsace, which I love because it used to be Germany. So all they, they all have German names like Riekver and Kaiserberg and Strasbourg. 
the half timbered or Fachwerk and you're all the beautiful East rivers. Now you France, right? All the way in the east yeah, of France. Right on the border there. That used to be Germany. So everything's German except right. outside of the people going bullshit with berets and baguettes. And that's why the uh, the Belgium area is among my favorites because you get the German side, you get the Dutch side, you get the French side. Belgium really is like Neapolitan ice cream Belgium when is, you think about it's, it. It's two countries. It's Wallonia and Flanders. And the Flemish and the Walloons are united in their hatred for each other. And then they're united in their hatred for the French. Right. Yes. The so, Wallonians. Yeah, so yes. forget Rick Steves. Rick Tittle is here for you. <laughs> Dibs and Tittle here. <laughs> Golasso Sabremo. A few more uh, moments here on the pod as we rack up our third episode, Rick. It's pretty fun here. Well, let's hear about uh, Le Champion de. So I was in 1995. I was in Europe with my then-girlfriend, now my wife, the lovely Chanda. And uh, we were, you know, doing our tour of Europe. We did about five weeks, and we got down in the south of France in Cannes. Mm. We actually were staying in a place called saint Raphael. Not San Rafael wow. in Marin, D but uh, San Rafael. We, <laughs> D Street, 4th and D, we were living large. Uh, shout out 3rd and Heatherton in the bus stop, but I digest. <laughs> so we were in France, and I said, hey, wouldn't it be fun to go see a soccer match? And so we went and saw Cannes, and I can't remember who they played, but I believe they were in Ligue 2 at the time, mm-hmm. or if, if that's what it's called. It has to be. If it's Ligue 1, mm-hmm. it'd be Ligue 2. Uh-huh. And it was super fun. We you know, got down there, no problem. Game ends. And we make our way toward the train station, but we missed the last train. Mm. So now we're absolutely stuck. We're marooned because Cannes, or Cannes is about uh, maybe 40 kilometers from saint Rafael. We'd taken the train in. It was easy. No problem because we had the Eurail Pass and all that. Sure. But we missed the last train heading back. I guess that'd be west, so to speak. So now we're stuck. We didn't have enough money to call a cab. So there's no got... film festival at that time. No, and there's no Uber <laughs> either. You know, no right. Lyft, no Uber. So we're basically screwed, and so we start walking for some reason. We get to a freeway on-ramp, and now it's 11 at night. We got a hitchhike, and my wife, give her all the credit in the world, goes into the, you know, crying female role. She did it intentionally. Yeah. And next thing you know, we get picked up. I'm in the trunk of some car, basically. <laughs> We get whisked down the freeway at about 110 kilometers an hour, kilometer per hour, and we made it back safely. But that was my one time trying to catch European football in Ligue 2 in Cannes. It's a long story, not for this podcast, but one time in Normandy, my friend, one German, one American, we were hitchhiking, and, and they dropped us off at the Auberge de Jeunesse, the youth hostel. Mm-hmm. It sucked. They took us into their own home, and they had two teenage daughters. We're complete strangers. So they're, yes. It's a very lovely part of the world. Golasso, golasso, golasso. <laughs> also, also, also. Uh, no, there's no golasso for you? Oh, that, for you? No, for you. In that. Uh, oh, no, no, no. You, you were not. This unable. is a podcast. I know. We can. Yeah, no. The, 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 the kindergarten at in Mill Valley is listening to this. Maybe next week we get the story <laughs> of how dangerous Rick was in no, the final no. third. <laughs> were you dangerous in the final third? I, have no, I want to know. I have no idea what that means officially. Yes. Uh, Premier League, <laughs> we'll take a look at the upcoming fixtures because these will be played before we reconvene again next Thursday. Mm-hmm. Included such fixtures as Arsenal and Cardiff. We mentioned that already with yeah. in the wake of the tragedy. Manchester United, what do you make of this Man U squad? Seven straight wins since the managerial change. They'll be hosting Burnley on Tuesday. Well, without a drug reference, ride the Tiger. I mean, just keep... Nice. 
Just keep going. Kenny Gardner's. Yes. Uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, the babyface assassin. Who knew that uh, he would be just the right tonic right now? And I don't know who's running the asylum, but um, if he's in the gaffer's seat and things are going well for him, just keep going. Keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. I, I have no I have no criticism or advice for a team that's won seven straight games. Just, yeah. just do what you do. Roll the balls out there and do what you do. Coming up on the 60th minute here from the Carabao Cup, still 2-2 aggregate, and uh, this one has a lot of intrigue. I look forward to getting your thoughts on it next week, so yes. make sure you catch the replay. I, I'm a huge fan of the League Cup. Dan Dibley, not so much after the Burton Albion disaster. I just think that one cup would be enough. The The idea of the FA Cup is incredible. Every club, every team, every group of 11 runabouts or drunks, go ahead and enter and we'll see how well you play. To me, this cup should be called the Redundancy Cup because it's basically just a highfalutin, snooty version of the FA Cup. It's elitist. Only the top 96 get in. And to me, it's just purely redundant. That's why it's the Redundancy All right. Cup. All right. You are the first person in history to say only 96 about anything, though. Well, but if 96? You, if you have another cup that yeah. is literally every team... On the island, right? You're talking about hundreds and hundreds well, of teams. more than that. You have Isle of Man, Isle of White. You have Guernsey, Jersey. They can get in. Yeah. So why would you need to have a second cup that is largely I'll tell the you, same thing? I'll tell you why. Because when you get knocked out of your cup in October, you get knocked out of the, the FA Cup or the League Cup, it's nice knowing you still have one more cup. It's for people like me who watch the team that never, ever, ever, ever wins the league. If you root for a team like Man United and Man City nowadays, Man City, not the one that got relegated two years in a row, then you think, what, a, what an annoyance. But see, I'm still that Tottenham fan from the, the early 90s when they would be avoiding relegation, and to win the League Cup would be all nearly miraculous. So I'm still in that vein. Okay. Uh, we can agree to disagree, and mm -hmm. I will try my darndest to become one who embraces mm -hmm. this cup. It's not highfalutin. It's, it's really under the radar. Because, yeah, but it, it's a distraction for me. It serves okay. as unnecessary football or soccer at a time where these teams should be focused on the meat of the Premier League and also the Champions League coming up in two weeks. Well, that's if you're in the Champions League. Hardly anybody is in. There's only, you know, at most four. Or five if, if you win the Europa and, and you advance yeah, that way. you can go in that way as well. But the thing is, for over the years, the Champions League, when it was just the champions, like when Blackburn won the, what was it, the second Premier League, 94, when Blackburn won, they went out the first day to a Norwegian team. That was Viking Stavanger or whoever it was. Had to be Viking Stavanger. They, <laughs> had to be. They Or Trondheim. They went straight out, and they're done. And then that happened to a couple of, you know, AC and Inter Milans. That happens to a Barcelona. Whoa, 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 whoa. So they form a mini league. Let's have a mini league so we at least get these three games. Now they have it so gerrymandered. That if you lose early, you drop down into the Europa League. So yeah. these big shots, they want to make sure they get their cash. Without a doubt. And that's ultimately what moves the needle in the sport as well. It's the big boys playing in the big fixtures. Elsewhere for the Prem in uh, match week 24, none of the big six squaring off. League leaders Liverpool hosting Leicester. A pretty dangerous Leicester team at times when Jamie Vardy can Score off the counter. You've got Spurs hosting Watford. And as mentioned, you've got Man City at Newcastle. Do you know who uh, owned Watford in the 80s? I do not. Sir Elton John. How about that? <clears throat> yes. And um, 
I went to uh, Vicarage Road, as I said one time, and I saw them play lower division, playing against a Leicester lower division team nice. at that time. Nice. Yeah, second division. And that's right next to a mall called the Harlequin. We would call it a mall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no cough button. Hang in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, it wow. was a, uh, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I always try to get to as many stadia as I can on those off days. And it's in London anyway. Yeah. So. And but how I- long were you in England? All told. So I've been to England, I guess, 12 times. Okay. And then, if you know, a lot of the time uh, recently writing for European Soccer Weekly, and then I was coaching football to the police department, American football. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was right in Hertfordshire, which we would say Hertfordshire. It was in Hertfordshire and Bushy, mm-hmm. right next to the John Lloyd Tennis Center. Wow. Who was once married to Chris Everett, of course. Chris Everett Lloyd. That's right. And then she... Uh, Moved on to such uh, partners as Greg Norman. Yes, and, and uh, Andy, what's his name, the skier, and also Jimmy Connors even before all that. She uh, liked, she Andy likes... Warhol, the skier. <laughs> no? Andy, Did I get that wrong? <clears throat> Andy, ah, I forgot his name. She likes athletes. Yes. Nothing wrong with that. I can't believe I can't come up with the skier. but oh, Man, he was on the United States ski team, too, I want to say. Yeah, next week uh, we run down Chris <laughs> gonna... Everett's entire love history. <laughs> but, uh yeah. One more for you, Rick, before we part. Yeah. Uh, Spanish Copa del Rey quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. Real Madrid and Girona tied at one apiece. Real Madrid wants the deal with Real Madrid. <laughs> they're having a terrible year. How important is a cup like this for a side like Real, knowing that they're already out of it in La Liga? Well, the Copa del Rey is, is still a huge thing. And as you said, you know, most of these, uh, most of these countries only have the one cup. So you have the Copa del Rey, and you have the uh, the thing I love about the cop the Copper Italia, as they call it. If you win that, you get to wear the little scudetto, which means the shield. And I thought it meant cookie. In <laughs> in Italy, if you win the league, the Serie A, if you win it ten times, you get one star. In MLS, if you win the MLS Cup once, you get one star. So I can kind of see it, but I like it better. You win ten. Then you get a star. Yeah, that's legit, and that's uh, that's tough. I actually many questions to ask you about the MLS, so yeah. why don't we just put a pin in it for today and save those till next time? I know that uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic and others have had commentary of late about the designated player and salary cap and thoughts on how the league is kind of hamstringing itself based on its financial constraints. I'll just throw this in: Ibra is one of the few players big names from Europe that come over that was not washed up so I like him in the league I don't like him with LA because I hate the galaxy but I like him in the league more players would come according to Zlatan if the pay structure was greater so that's definitely something we can talk about on the next pod but for now Rick I can say this that Chelsea is threatening (laughs) the Blues are threatening up next week we recap this Carabao Cup semifinal. Rick's feelings about me being a Chelsea fan. We'll talk MLS, and we'll keep it rolling until then. I, and I would like... Oh, I just ruined your end. No, Sorry. no, no. I, had, I would I like a story in. maybe from Le Championnat Division 3 next uh, time. Look at you. Yeah. May we? Let's try that. All right. All let's right. try that next week, Rick. We'll see you, brother. This was a production of the 95.7 The Game Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.